listening to episode number 61 of the Water and Stone Church podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I'm Jenny Randolph. Welcome back. Yeah, it's it's a, it's been a while. We've been doing all kinds of amazing stuff, getting ready for Easter, doing all kinds of things. The church is just growing like wildfire and just all kinds of things going on. But as we gather around this time, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something that happened to us uh, about a week ago when we went on our date. And I just, it, it has just really, it's been something I've come back to at least once a day in the, in the intervening days. You know what I'm talking about? Can you imagine? I think I have a guess. I mean, but... it's not, not just my sparkling conversation or even the amazing food that we had at one of our local St. Petersburg restaurants. Um, something else happened. You know what I'm talking about? Like I said, I think I okay. have, I think I have a guess, but go, go, you go ahead. Tell the story. Well, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or if you're in our lives, you know that at least once a week, Jenny and I make some time to just be together. And we've got a rule where we don't we don't talk about business. And it's tricky because in various ways, we work out of the home. We're all running a bunch of stuff. we got the church going on. Jenny's got these amazing This Day videos. I've got a day job. I'm also a life coach. There's There's a hundred million things going on, and we're parents of adult children who live in the house and each have their own businesses out of the home life is big man and so we made a commitment to each other to take at least one night a week where we don't even take our phones out of our pockets or purses we don't talk about as much as we love the things we do we don't talk about the kids or the jobs or the bills or anything we're just there together and by the way i think there's something beautiful about just putting a stake in the ground but anyway, we went to a place that we often go to down in St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. And for whatever reason, it was crowded. Even though it was a Thursday night, it was really crowded, and they had the tables really close together. And so people on either side of us, even though they were at separate tables, it was a little bit more communal than, than you might expect. And I have to say, a little bit of a private person. That kinda, See, you know. I don't mind it because I talk to everybody, so... That's, you know, I know that you do though. I know that you, and, and I think you're very protective of our time together. Well, so. especially that night, our sure. special night. Yeah. But, uh, we became aware that sitting next to us was an older couple and we just, you couldn't help. We weren't eavesdropping, but we could hear their conversation as it turned out, they could hear our conversation too. And before too long, it kind of merged into one conversation and it turned out they were, they're from Canada, and they come down to St. Petersburg every year because it's the finest city on the face of the earth. Even they know that. And we just talked about St. Pete stuff. And, you know, we've been living in this town for a million years, and so it was nice to be able to talk about how it's grown and the amazing things that are going on in our community, just loving the town through the eyes of somebody else. But it was also really neat because we've been together forever. Sure. But they've been together forever and then some. Right. And it was one of those, you know, this cause this could be us, but you play in kind of a moment, you know, it was just. Well, what was the joke that he said? She's, she's like, we've been married for 43 years. And the and... husband said, and one happy one. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. It was yeah. really cool. And, and then from... she gave him a dirty look and he's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And, and they were Canadian and older. So the vernacular was a little different. I think the word snazzy was used an awful lot. It was. It was thrown about just carelessly. I love. Well, you know? yeah, in a snazzy way. I have to say that one of the things that I work on a lot and they say it's a sign of intelligence that when you swear. 
but I really don't like that about myself. You know, I, you know, where, I don't do it all the time. Where do they say that and who, who is saying it? Because Facebook, so it must be true. They no, say that, I, I don't know. I think that when you have to use a swear word on a continual basis, I think you're not searching for a more appropriate word. I think it makes you lazy. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good swear word when appropriate. I think that that is it can it can put a exclamation point well, on the end of your well, statement. Well, you, you know, and, and there's there's nothing wrong like with that. words. Words no, are are just tools. That's not what I'm saying, but I think it's the opposite. I think it's a little bit lazy when you use when you use um when you use the swears on a, on a regular basis. Well, yeah, and you know, some some people said it's a sign of intelligence and or passion, blah blah blah. I don't buy it either, and that's the point. I uh I've really been trying, and part of it is because I'm a huge Mr. Rogers fan. There's a Mr. Rogers movie that just came out. Another one starring the incredible Tom Hanks is coming out before too long. And there's a movie called Mr. Rogers and Me that came out a few years ago that I was given and I finally had a chance to watch. I'm a huge Mr. Rogers fan. You're also a big softie. I'm a big softie. I cried several times during Mr. Rogers and Me. I think that he's an incredible, beautiful presence. Uh, on a few episodes ago on the podcast, I talked about how I got to meet Mr. McFeely, the speedy delivery guy one time. High point in my life. Anyway, I think that we could all do well to be a little bit more like Mr. Rogers. And I just can't imagine Fred Rogers ever swearing. Maybe he did in private life or whatever, but I just don't see it. And... I want to be a little bit more like that. But I think that sometimes we can talk about, and here's life lesson moment. I think sometimes we talk a lot about what we have to get rid of, but sometimes it's better to think about what you're aspiring to. So, you know, it's not as much about, I want to quit eating bad foods as maybe I just want to start looking at healthy options. For example, I want to quit dating bad people. Okay, fine. But maybe what you need to do is start thinking about what healthy love looks like. If you've got something to shoot for, you might find that it's a little bit easier if the negative stuff gets all your attention you're not going to ever get away from the negative stuff so in this example maybe it's time to not think as much about the swearing part and just start using words like snazzy yeah well a little there, bit you of, there you go because yeah. they or were dagnabbit dagnabbit they were incredibly <laughs> delightful they were they were delightful people and very very sweet and um they were sweet together and it was it was a little glimpse into the future of, <laughs> of, I hope that we are as happy as I thought that they were. Yes. Does that make any sense? It sure does. Yeah. And I have to say that I think that we live in a culture where we're just in these little bubbles so often. And I love those moments when you become aware intentionally or against your will, you become aware that other people are in the world too. And isn't it nice to realize that they've got something to offer? Absolutely. That's it was pretty cool, but we um, you were saying that it was one of our favorite restaurants and mm-hmm. it's really really good and I love going there and sometimes we just go there for like soup and salad but they do have like the best macaroons on the planet because mm-hmm. they have a French bakery that's attached to this restaurant out of this world but the macaroons are very 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 good and. Um, I talk about the food a lot because I am in the middle of doing a lot of trial recipes for the end of season one. Of I've your de- show. Of, of this day. Yes. Yeah, of, of the cooking show. And I've decided that we're going to end the season. On a cliffhanger. No. <laughs> well, 
I suppose we could. I don't Will know. Will the cake rise? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that kind of show. Oh, okay. But but anyway, no. I think that we've decided to end it, season one at the last Friday in July. Okay. And take August completely off, and then start back up the first Friday in September. That makes sense. So that I have a chance to maybe revamp the look and take a take all of that stuff. So I'm in the process of filming all of April, May, June, and July. So I have about 15 or 16 more episodes to actually film, which is a really good season. Thinking, you know, thinking back to when we started last October, I'm super proud of it. But when you have to come up with different (laughs) kinds of recipes. That's a lot of recipes. It really is. And, you know, thank goodness I only have to do four or five a month. And that has been really helpful. You know, you kind of, you got to chunk it out and, 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 do that and i feel chunked out by how much food is going on <laughs> yeah. in this house but that's with a separate the, issue with the lbs yeah, yeah no yeah. i have to start running again because it's getting ridiculous but anyway i've been doing a lot of trial and error food because i have used up all of like my standard recipes at this point stuff that we eat all the time and mm-hmm. because one thing i want the show to really do is i want it to be real and if yeah, you it has wa- to be if you watch from october all you're gonna get from from now up until you know the end of the season is stuff that we do all the time yes we do the beef stew i make a i make bread just about every single week well and i don't think you would put something on the show unless you really believed in it and it was something that your family had tried and loved and right also has been perfected over time because i mean how many times have you made that bread oh and every time you make it one of the jokes i have with you jenny is that you don't write stuff down and so when there's a good meal the kids and I know that it might be the last time we have that particular well, configuration. Well, I often play of... chopped in the kitchen. It's like, okay, well, I don't really want to go to the store. And I know that this is a basic recipe. But what if I throw this in and that in? And, and so it is very strange for me to actually sit down and have, have a process of testing these recipes out that I'm creating myself. And so a couple of the ones um, that are coming up in April are is like my my favorite barbecue sauce and you know there's been a couple of trial runs here and i think that i've perfected and no I that barbecue sauce is astonishingly good we're recording this just a little bit after lunch and i had some of the barbecue sauce with my lunch and it was incredible it's it's better it, than, i'm very happy with yeah, how it turned no, out. but honestly. i had never done that before but i knew that i had wanted to make a sauce because there's some upcoming videos like in July that I wanted to be able to use a really good barbecue sauce for. And so April is going to be all about sauces, by the way. So stay tuned. It's going to get sauced in April. That's Well, the, you know, maybe that, we maybe. need to workshop that slogan a little bit, <laughs> but I want you to know, or maybe you don't know, can you appreciate, let's say it that way, how weird it is for somebody to go, you know what? I'm just going to make barbecue sauce because you can, it's a readily available product. And yet this is kind of how you roll, Jen. You make these things that are so much better and better for you, healthier, better ingredients. Oftentimes they use products that help make a difference in the world. They're, they're oftentimes, they're at least, they're always vegetarian, but they're oftentimes vegan and or gluten-free and blah, 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 blah. You do these amazing things. And I love one of the things I love about this show is it's not just a, a great moment with you know a pretty lady cooking good food and all that. I love that. That's enough. But there's a spiritual message, and I love that. But I think also one of the things that's sort of the undercurrent is you're teaching people. By example, take a minute and dig a little bit deeper past 
mundane stuff, past the have-tos of life. Don't just, metaphorically speaking, buy the sauce off the shelf. Take a minute and figure out what's good for you and engage with it in a different way. And I love that sort of taking the bull by the horns approach. And I've known you for most of my life and most of yours. That's how you do it. But I think that that's a compliment. That's in the show every episode. And I adore that. Well, I have to give a huge shout out to our church's men's group. (laughs) And um, they have really been my test kitchen. Yes. Honestly, because I send. You guys have men's group every Tuesday night. That's right. And it's for about an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. And it's really growing. And I'm so grateful because I really think that these men are phenomenal. And I just give so much thanks for their involvement and their support of the church. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. These are absolutely amazing. True blue guys. And I have to say that, you know, I won't. One of the rules of the men's group, it sounds like Fight Club, but one of the rules of the men's group is that confidentiality. So we don't really talk about what we talk about. But what I know is, and one of the founding ideas is that our culture doesn't make grownups very well, and it especially doesn't make men very well. And so there's there's a, there's an opportunity to, for some sharing and some growing and for some helping and that sort of thing. And we, we check in, we talk about our week real quick, and then we have a forum for deep questions, people, stuff that people might want advice on, or they just want people to pray about, or just putting it out there, that sort of thing. And sometimes like last time we got into some really deep stuff, it was really, really great. But I have to tell you, I suspect that we would get a lot less people if it was just because we're talking about deep stuff. Um, if we also quit bringing your food, cause you give me every week so far, you've given me something to, to serve to, yeah, to, to take along because I, I really do want the feedback. And so, like I said, thank you so much. If you're part of the men's group and you're listening to this episode of the podcast, thank you so much for just testing the food out, taking it home to your loved ones. If it makes it home to your loved ones, I there's a lot of that. angry wives out there, boys. So maybe, maybe grab a, maybe grab a cookie or a brownie oh, or there's something. Been, and every time when we get <laughs> done, whatever it, it is, like it was cookies last time, there was a number of people that said, I better bring some of these cookies home or I'm not going to be able to go home. Yeah, you exactly. Know, kind of but it's, it's very sweet and um i think i sent an experimental cookie with you on tuesday and yeah what um, was it it was chocolate chip caramel pecan it was yeah it was a milk chocolate caramel pecan cookie so it was like a turtle you know like those turtle candies yeah no but like deconstructed and put it back into a cookie And I had, you know, so I was experimenting on him, but, um, stay tuned because those are going to be, you know, recipes coming up. There's, and again, just thank you so much for all the support guys. And, and, uh, um, I'll keep sending food. You can keep trying it. And I think I'm going to end up having to send that barbecue sauce over to them because I've had a couple of text messages about, Hey, you know, I I mentioned on Tuesday that I want to, I want to sample. So I might send something for where they can maybe dip something in the barbecue sauce or something. I don't Cookies. know. We'll, we'll you know. No. Well, as we dig in, I I want to start with the men's group that we just um, finished talking about in the last segment because you came home and there was a really good question. And if you're listening to this podcast, either Saturday night or Sunday morning, you know that we have been in Holy Week. That's right. And that starts with Palm Sunday and we know goes through in the Last Supper and Good Friday and, you know, and the culmination of Easter morning. And 
I guess you guys were talking about it because you came back with a really good question. Yeah, from and one I of the won't. Guys. I won't share. You know, actually, normally when you listen to the podcast, we have two segments in the middle, and uh, one of them where Jenny and I talk about a topic, and then one of them where people have sent in a question and we address the question. But this time, because a question came up that's so important and so germane to the thing that we wanted to talk about, we're going to compress those two segments just for today, just because this is the Easter week episode and it feels appropriate to do. I won't share what we talked about in men's group because, once again, confidentiality and so on, and also because I can't remember exactly what I said because it was in, in the moment. But the question that came up in the men's group was, why do they call Good Friday good? And if you're the person who asked the question in the men's group, thank you for bringing that question up. I think we came up with some stuff there, but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper here in the podcast and expose that moment of introspection to a larger group. Well, our plan was to talk about Easter. You know, obviously, duh, Easter is is this Sunday. This is and, the Super Bowl of our year, right? So to yeah, speak. and it, yeah, and yeah. it is the it is the miracle, right? And I love that that question came up because so many times the focus can be different. The focus can be on the crucifixion itself mm-hmm. and not, you know, obviously, yes, the resurrection, but why does it happen? Why does it have to happen? What does it symbolize? And again, you know, we're in Holy Week, so we, we're it's finishing Lent, and so Lent means a whole other thing. Sure. And so what does that mean for a cultural Christian and what does it mean for, you know, somebody that is a little bit more religious or spiritual side? And what does it mean, you know, for our church? How do we interpret that? And how do, you know, new thought churches in general interpret Easter? I think it's a really good question. And I love that we're starting with that part of it. Right. And we're going to talk about the whole thing today. No question about it. But So ask yourself, listening to the podcast, if you have the power to pause it for a moment, you might want to do that in a second. I really want you to give yourself a minute. If someone were to ask you that question, here you are listening to a church podcast, so you've got some skin in the game. Why do we call it Good Friday? Now, you might have some answers that you got from Sunday school, and they may speak to you to varying degrees. You might have your own thoughts about it. Obviously, that term, Good Friday, has been used for a very long time, so you've been exposed to it before. If someone were to ask you the question, just take a minute, how would you answer that? There's a lot of things that might come up for you. And I think that depending on where you've been, where you went to Sunday school, and which movies you've seen, if you're more of a Jim Caviezel Christian or a Willem Dafoe Christian or a who knows what, you might have different ideas about what the focal point of this whole thing is. And Easter is really important for all kinds of reasons. I mean, it's the big miracle, right? It's the culmination, the whole thing. But in another way, the Easter experience the, the Holy Week, starting with Palm Sunday and on in, is a, a miniature version of the whole Jesus Christ story. It's a miniature version of the whole thing. You can find out a lot about how somebody does Christianity, so to speak, by how they deal with Easter. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's very telling. And again, what the focal point on, you know, 
Is it the overcoming? Is it the crucifixion? We, you know, what is it? Where, where are you, where are you at? Right. And so I want you to think about, gosh, where do we start? I want you to think about your favorite movies, any movie. What's your favorite movie? In your favorite movie, there is almost certainly what they call a character arc, where the, the hero, the people in the story start in one place and something happens and they end up in a different place. Where in the middle, there's some strife and struggle. Now, even if it's a romantic comedy, there's that part in the middle where they don't understand or the person, the, the hero has been trying to get the attention of the prom queen and it turns out the, the, the person who sits next to him in biology is really his true love and he's realizing that the prom queen isn't all she's cracked up to be. Or if it's an action movie, it looks like the chips are down and the, the hero is in trouble. And this is the part where James Bond is tied to a chair and it looks like the buzzsaw is coming or, you know, every movie, any kind of movie has that part in the middle because this is how we're structured. This is how life goes. This is how your story goes. There's a part in the middle where there's struggle, and that struggle is necessary in order to facilitate growth. The name of the game in any movie, in any book, in any story, in your life, the name of the game is not smooth sailing. The name of the game is growth, and sometimes growth can be an upheaval, necessarily so, because growth means breaking through the old ideas. Think about how a flower grows. You have to break through the crust, and that can feel, if you're only focused on that moment, if you're watching the time lapse of the of the seedling coming out of the ground, that feels violent and even right. upsetting. It's explosive, right? violent, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or even... You know, even birth, if you really watch the sure. birth of a human, the birth of an animal, that's some bloody, violent, rough stuff, you yes. know? But it must happen in order for right. the thing to happen, for the life, for the hero to get there, for the riding off into the sunset part. And I'll put that a completely different way. It would be an awfully boring movie if all everybody did was sit around and sing Kumbaya. I wouldn't watch it. No, that's not even that wouldn't even make it onto the Lifetime channel. There's no, there's no. <laughs> oh no, for sure yeah, it wouldn't no. make it onto yeah, the Lifetime right? channel. Are you, know you kidding I mean? me? <laughs> there's no there there. That's not even a Reader's Digest story. There's no there there. Something has to happen. Something's got to give, which is also a story about overcoming struggle. But that's a separate thing. There's something that has to happen, and it must happen in order to break through. And I want to talk about that for a second. We call it Good Friday because we have to go through this in order to get to Easter. You know, not to oversimplify or to appear, to appear flippant, but this is an omelet and eggs kind of a situation in a way. The idea is we have to have the new life, Easter. This is the miracle. But to get to the new life, you've got to go through the death experience. Now... I got to say that that the way I read the scripture and the movie I kind of play in my head during during this part of the story which I've reread and reread and reread all my life and will continue to do so because Jesus Christ is the hero of my life. The movie I play in my head is it seems to me and once again I know I'm reading into this but this is how it seems to me and I know other people too maybe it seems this way to you too. 
that Jesus has been telling the disciples all along, guys, you can do anything. Don't you know that you're a child of God? Don't you know that you've got this beauty and this magic and this light inside of you? Don't you know that your faith has made you well? Over and over again, he tells them this. He demonstrates all kinds of miracles. And every time he says something about how your faith has made you well, our Father does the work, and so on and so forth. You've heard it a million times. We talk about it here a million times. So we can only imagine how Jesus must have felt. But it seems to me, the thing that I read into it is it seems to me that Jesus gets to that point, and maybe this is what Gethsemane is about. He gets to that point where it seems like he realizes, you guys aren't going to get this. I got to I gotta hold your hand through the whole thing, huh? And so we must go through Good Friday so that we can get to Easter morning. There are lessons that we must learn the quote-unquote hard way, but if you look at the big picture, it's not even really the hard way. It just is one of those things that has to happen. I was going to say, it feels more like the natural flow of things that if we are living in this world and in this universe that has laws like gravity and inertia and all of this stuff that we all agree on there are just some things that you must do like I said that the example that I use a lot of times during Easter is the actual birth story, the birth mm -hmm. of, of a baby. Yeah. Because you have to go through this, you're breathing water basically the whole time and you have to be able to take that first breath of air. You have to go through it in order to begin something new. You know, up until that point, you know, they say that babies can hear everything that's going on and, you know, and they're already, little girls are already you know, they've already calculated that their mouth movements are twice or three times that of little boy babies. Really? And, wow. Oh, yeah, they have. But, you know, and so these little personalities are already being formed. They already have these habits. I know when I was pregnant with both of my kids, you know, Raina had her days and nights mixed up. And she would be <laughs> awake all night long. No, because, I remember that. Yeah. And partly because I would be up working all day, rocking her to sleep. And that by the time I stopped at night, she was like, oh, okay, the rocking has stopped. It's time to get up. And I tell you, when that child was born, um, her days and nights were mixed up. And so you, your universe expands. Yes. There is tremendous, there is tremendous growth that must happen. And you have to go through that, you know hard time to be able to come out the other side but nobody really remembers their birth you know we know that it we know that it's not easy we know that it can can hurt and it for both parties I imagine um but nobody remembers themselves being born and so that's kind of what I think about it's like yeah you're gonna move through this but how many times have you seen or in a movie or read in a book where people romanticize that one bedroom, you know, crappy apartment that you're living oh, in. You gosh. Were, oh, remember those times? Remember it was such a when simpler we, time. You oh, remember when we did sure. this and now we don't have so and oh, now Jenny, look at all this stuff. I that remember we're thinking when about we didn't and, have you know. any money at all and we would the, the story I tell and this really happened many times when we had our first little apartment. We didn't have any money and it was rough. And I was trying to make the church work. We didn't even have a phone at home. 
Um, and you were working during the day and I was watching our baby girl, Raina, just trying to make it happen. And there were so many times when we would like find some change in the couch or ooh, we a whole change in the ashtray of the car. We would just, oh, we got enough. We can go to Taco Bell. 79 cent bean burrito with yes, Taco Bell. Yes. Yep, exactly. That was huge but, for us. But now we and look back on that and we remember it as, wow, that was kind of a sweet time. Even we had though our you couldn't baby. pay me to go and, to Taco Bell and, now. It's, but but during the time, it was really difficult. It was hard. We felt like we were failing. We felt like it was a rough time. And now that we're through it, we realize that we had to go through it, not only so that we're grateful for the things that we have and now. And we're stronger for it. But you, you must grow that way. You must change the way that you think about these kinds of things. And And I think that that is what this story ultimately is. Now... We like to say around here, and I've heard you say it a million times, and I say it too, your problems are never going to be, you know, Jesus-level problems. You know, probably you're not going to suffer a crucifixion. Yeah, we've all felt like we're being crucified. Right. This guy is literally crucified. Whatever you're going through, and I don't want people to feel like, oh, well, I guess I'm supposed to buck up. No, no, no. That's not the point. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. But the point is, the reason that Good Friday happens is so that by comparison, you know that whatever you are going through can be can dealt be overcome. with, can be overcome, right. can you be resurrected. If Jesus does that, Jesus, who says, the works I do, you shall do also in greater works than these. He said this. He didn't say, guys, I want you to get hung up on this suffering part. Jesus, no pun whole, intended, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> whose whole mission was to overcome suffering over and over again, helping people, feeding people, making it better. It makes me crazy when people think that the point of the story is suffering when literally his whole message was, was about overcoming suffering. It makes zero sense to me. And now that's my bias, but my goodness, look at the story. So. To say this a different way, if God is already perfect, and we believe that or it wouldn't be God, if God has the answers, if God is not just a person having qualities, but rather is those qualities itself, if God is life and love and power and wisdom and beauty and truth and healing and so on itself, God is all those things. And if God is the truth about you, more real than the beating of your heart, the thing that is at the core of you that makes you go, the battery in your mechanism is the Holy Spirit. If you've already got that perfection and that glory and that honor inside of you, then what's holding you back? Your growth, your resurrection, your Easter morning isn't a matter of putting something on. It's a matter of getting rid of, right? That's the logical breakdown. So here's the math. You ready? If you're going to get to the next level, if you're going to get to your Easter, then something has got to die. And specifically, the old ways of being. Your old ideas. Maybe you grew up with the idea that you were no good because you looked a certain way or you didn't look a certain way or you had money or you didn't have money or you believe something different than your parents. People have horrifying stories of the road that they have taken to get where they are. But here we are. Good Friday is a symbol of crossing out, of dying to that part of you, of those old ideas being set aside. And the thing that I always say is just like a child has set aside clothing that they have outgrown, thank God for those moments 
when that old idea just doesn't work anymore. And thank God for it when we step up beautifully, gracefully, because it's just not right anymore. And you know what? Thank God for those moments where it really feels like something to mourn. Either way, here we are. And this is really important. The suffering has to happen to get over the thing. But we don't live in the suffering. This is important for two reasons. First of all, I think that there are people in our end of religiosity and spirituality and the feel-good end of things, people who come from a unity or new thought background or people who watch uh, Robert Schuller and Joel Osteen, people like that. And I love all of that. I love it, love it, love it. But I think that if you live on a diet of that kind of hail fellow, well-met, positive, practical stuff, you can have the idea that nothing bad is ever supposed to happen. And in fact, if you're having a bad time, that you've done something wrong. And I need people to hear this. It's something that we come back to a lot, but it bears coming back to a lot. Thank God for the hard lessons because they're still lessons. Think about it. If you're growing, that means stuff is going to change. This is not always an easy glide through stuff. It's okay if something's got to go away. It's okay if there are growing pains because the growing is the part to focus on, not the pain part. So I need you to know that it's okay if there are things that you've got to mourn through and grieve through and push through and fight through in order to get to the other side. That's okay, and in fact, thank God for those times. And until you can thank God for those times, they're going to feel rougher than they need to. Okay, so there's that, part one. Part two is that I think people get hung up on the suffering when there's an end to the story. To me, it's like walking out halfway through a movie. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, that the, the, the point of the James Bond movie is that he gets tied to a, a chair. Well, no, that's the middle. That's, the, that's not the part you walk out on. Right. It's, it's, like, it's like fixating on the time when the hero fell down. And the thing that I said, I will tell this part, the thing that I said in the men's group is if you walk through the grocery store, uh, the you know, there's like the Inquirer and all the tabloids and all that. And they specialize in having horrible, unflattering pictures of celebrities up there because it's it's a moment. They, they've got the photographers that take a picture when they're getting out of the car and they're making a funny face or they're in the middle of saying a word. So their face is distorted funny. And it's that kind of thing. That's not how they want to be remembered. Exactly. And the reason that it's a weird face is because they're in transition to something else. It's crystallizing the wrong moment. And that's why it's weird and, and sometimes humorous even. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you imagine that Jesus wants to be remembered for the middle of the transition? This is, this is like commemorating butterflies by carrying cocoons around. Yeah, yeah, it's we. It's a little bit strange, right? It's yeah. a little bit weird. It, I think, it brings the focus to, to something very different. And I have no problem with the cross because to me, the cross represents crossing out the error. It means the old dying away. For me, the cross is a reminder of the resurrection, not of the suffering. I tend not to use crosses because my the the my point of my ministry and my work is the life part. And for me, that cross, he's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. But if somebody wants to use that, I get it, more power to them, as long as the point of your Christianity, the point of your pursuit is not suffering, because you get what you aim at. And so let us not be the kind of people who can't get over the suffering. 
but let us also not be the kind of people who turn tail and run the minute things get hard. Let us be the kind of people who see the Good Friday of our lives and proclaim it good. That say, thank you, God, for these moments where I didn't know how it was going to go because it means I had to let go. Let God happen here. Thank God for the moments when I'm in the cave. And I take that three days, metaphorically speaking, because that stone, that insurmountable thing, will be rolled away if you let it. But you've got to get out of the way of it. Let that process happen. Love, thank, and live through the suffering. And it will be okay. It will pass away. Or you can dwell on it and let it define you for the rest of forever. It's your choice. But we know what Jesus wanted. He was very clear about it. And I just want to say, whatever you're working on, we are with you in prayer here at Water and Stone Church. And we know that you can overcome anything. It's, it, it's, it's in you. It's in you to do. And so from all of us here at Water and Stone, we'd just like to say Happy Easter. And may your celebration and whatever church you're going to, just have a day and, and remember what it's all about. This is the part of our show where we do our check it out. This is where you can find out where we're going and what we're up to, what's going on. And I want to let you know that, as always, a great way to find out where we're where we're going to be, what we're up to, to get maps and directions and more info and contact numbers and email addresses and all that kind of stuff is by going to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. If you go there, you can see all of our stuff. We've got an awesome calendar section, awesome ways to get in touch with us. And at the bottom of every page, if you scroll down to the bottom of any page of our website, you have links to all of our social media. So our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube, and so on are all there. I just want to take a minute to mention our YouTube channel. It's a phenomenal place. We have so many different things going on there. We have our Sunday services. We don't live stream because we want you to actually come to church. Yeah, and, we're and, never going to do live streaming. feel that, that fellowship. But we we do have them available usually on the Monday after the, the Sunday that they have been done. And so you'll you'll get those. But Dieter has a couple of shows on there right now. He's working on something called The Helper. Mm. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful series that are going on. But he's also done a series called Living Water, Standing Stone. And he's also done a whole thing about prayer that's called The Upper Room. So you can go and, and just look for those playlists right on our YouTube channel. But I have to say, subscribe, and and obviously my show, The Cooking Show, This Day is on there as well. And we talked about that at the beginning. Yeah, but I and gotta, so I'm I, I, say don't wanna, I don't well, want to talk about it again. I do, but. <laughs> because it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's life-changing. And, and we were talking to somebody yesterday who said, you know, what you're doing is ministering. And I have to say that one of the cornerstones of Water and Stone is that obviously the Sunday service is, is at the core of what we do and all of that. But we really have to believe that church happens wherever we are. Church happens when, when we're hammering nails at Habitat for Humanity. Church happens when we're making a sandwich for somebody or cleaning up the beach. Church happens in our men's group and in, in somebody's living room. Church happens wherever we are because God happens wherever we are. And so those This Day videos where it brings it into a different part of life, that's church too. And it is so beautiful. Take a minute and subscribe to the, the channel on YouTube. It's really easy to do. Um, it will change things for you.
Speaking of God showing up, I want to let you know about our Wednesday morning sunrise walks. And we get there about 7.20 at North Shore Beach or North Shore Park. You can Google both of those. But the best way to do is just to go to our website. There's maps. There's directions. There's all kinds of stuff. But we meet there at 7.20. We walk for about an hour. We stop in the middle to get to get coffee and it's just a, an amazing time communion with nature watch the sun come up the weather has been absolutely beautiful and you get a little bit of exercise good spiritual conversation mm-hmm. and really good coffee yeah so, and it's not it's not like a boot camp experience it's no, no, a nice it's, it's, stroll yeah. through a gorgeous town st petersburg florida is the finest city on the face of the earth i don't know if i mentioned that enough times but it is and it's just it's just us being together. I do want to let you know that if you're going to be there with us at 7:20 in the morning, please contact us. And you can do that by sending an email or using the contact form on the website or calling us or social media direct message whatever it is. Let us know because the park is a huge place and it's super easy to miss people and we'd li- love to know if you're going to be there. We're always there, but sometimes, you know, we just want to hook up with you. So so let us know. Drop us a line if you're going to come out. The other thing that we do is Sunday evening, our sunset celebrations. We meet a half an hour before the sun sets at uh, St. Pete Beach, and we just do the general parking right there. It's it's really nice. And there's but a again, map on the website. Again, there's the map and all the information right there. Um, very convenient parking, no big deal. But man, it is it is absolutely worth it. It is a way to put to bed the week that you have just finished and get excited about the week that you're about to begin. We had a spectacular sunset this last yeah. time. It no, was, it was it a was really, chamber really, of commerce it sunset. It was really, yeah. really beautiful. It was a nice, cool breeze. The sunset was perfect. The sand was just a little bit chilly from, you know, from the sun going down. It was, it was, it was perfect. And um, you can't ask for much more than that. I want to draw special attention to our Sunday services. Obviously, once again, it's at the core of what we do. Our Sunday morning celebrations are just gorgeous, life-changing, and I'm so grateful for our community. We're growing and growing and growing, but it's never going to be a feeling of being out of touch that we you go there and people want to know how your week was, and there's a bonding and a celebration, and the word that I come back to every time is family. You've got a family at Water and Stone, so come be with us. At 11 o'clock every Sunday morning, we meet at Harbor Hall, which is at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg campus. And the street address is 1000 Third Street South in St. Petersburg, Florida. You can find maps and all kinds of stuff. I'm going to say it again on the website. Once again, every Sunday, 11 o'clock. I am so in love with this. And I've said it before in a number of venues. I've served at a lot of churches We had a storefront church a million years ago. We've spoken on the road at churches all over the place. We've served on the staff of a few churches. And every single time, it has been an awesome experience. I'm so grateful for all the places that we've been. But I got to tell you that this is the first time I can really just say, I love this church. Absolutely. I really, really do. It's my heart. So be there with us for that. It's going to change your life. And I have to say, just to add on, if you are interested in fellowship, if you are interested in, you know, meeting the people there, we do fellowship time before the service. So people can go to lunch. (laughs) Right. So people can go to lunch. Uh, Really, honestly, that's what it is. So get there around 1030 if you're interested in in meeting some of our 
our welcome team, meeting some of the people that come early just to share that time together. To and I always talk bring a little coffee. Bit, yeah, talk a little bit longer, have a cup of coffee. A lot of times people bring donuts or kinds of pastries and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a really beautiful time. So if you're interested in that and just meeting a fantastic group of people, come a little bit early, come at 1030 because that's when we do our fellowship time. And I just want to say, too, that obviously if you're listening to this on Saturday night or early on Sunday morning, come by 11 o'clock. It's Easter morning. Come and, and be a part of the celebration. Yeah. We are going to be doing a spiritual communion, um, and it's going to be a special service that's kind of an add-on to our regular service. You won't want to miss it. The music is going to be spectacular. And again, it's just the people. And I'm even going to put on a tie. Oh, wow. That is a special <laughs> but day. I want to let you know that by far the best way to stay in the loop for all of the things that we're doing is to pick up your phone and text, I am ready, I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y, all one word, I am ready, to 84576. That's 84576. If you text, I am ready to 84576, you'll be in the loop for all of the announcements that we have for special events. If there's some kind of an emergency that we need everybody to know about, the whole deal. In practice, we send one email and one text a week. That's about it. Sometimes less, sometimes more, but that's about it. It's absolutely free of charge, the whole thing, but it's a great way to be in the loop. And when you text that number, you'll be asked if you want to serve on any special committees. You don't have to, but if people say, well, how do I get in touch with the, the welcome team or the tech team? That's how. So text I am ready to 84576 and you'll be in the loop. it's time to wrap it up in order for you to grow into something new something old has got to pass away that's how this goes and it's okay to grieve a little bit to mourn a little bit that passing away but the thing is if it can go it's not the truth about you in the first place and so call it good Maybe you're in the middle of a Good Friday experience in your life. Maybe you're having to let go of some things. And I understand that process. We all do. And we're here for you. But remember, Good Friday has to happen so that you can get to your Easter morning. What you're feeling right now is a hunger, a yearning for truth and freedom and a new way to be. And you deserve it because I know whose child you are. The time is now. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. <laughs> and the head honcho of Pinfeather is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She edits these podcasts and makes it all happen. You can check her out at Pinfeather Studios. Raina is half of the music that you hear, and the other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. We're thankful for him. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know what that means. There's a few things that you can do. We don't ask you to, to, to pay anything for these podcasts or for anything we do for that matter. There's just a few things you can do to help support us. The number one thing is share. Share this podcast with other people. Everything we do on the internet has buttons or links or ways that you can forward it to a friend or post it to your Facebook wall or email it or print it or do something. Take a minute and share this podcast with somebody else. 
Another thing you can do is write a review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes or wherever, there's an option to write a review. Just take a minute and click on that fifth star. We're asking for a five-star review because that's what makes the whole thing work. It tells the powers that be that this podcast is worth promoting and sharing with a larger audience. It takes two seconds for you, but it makes all the difference in the world for us. And yes, of course, there are ways to donate electronically to the church and help support what we're doing and keep the lights on. If you go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com, there's a prominent link at the top to do that. We've got an Amazon Smile account. We've got a wish list, all that. You can do all of those things. But I got to tell you, the thing I really want you to do is show up. Be there in whatever way you can. If you're not in the St. Petersburg area, be there digitally. Listen and subscribe and all of those things that we talked about. But if you can be here with us in St. Petersburg, Florida on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, make some time. It's going to change your life. If you want to be there with us on a sunrise Wednesday morning or a sunset Sunday night, if you can be there with us for a men's group or one of our classes, this is an incredible family. And we want you to be a part of it. Thank you.